1: on time welcome ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of transfer carnage and gav's gonna think that's not the show's name but i I forgot to tell you gav Mm. because the confusion between carnage and transfer agenda show Mm -hmm. i just named it transfer carnage without your permission that's fine yeah just thought i let you know sounds great I just want to let you know live, you know, in front of everyone, as opposed mm-hmm. to sort of telling you in private. I know you're getting angry with me, but, hey, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, no, welcome, no, everyone, I, I to the chat, no. the chats. There's there's over 100 people in the chat already. I love it. Love to see it. Can everyone uh, on their way in give us a like, give us a subscribe? You know all that business. Apparently, it's good for the algorithms. Is that how you say it, Gav? The YouTube um, algorithms.
2: Yeah, something like that, yeah.
1: Something like that. So, look, everyone, as you come in, um, do all the niceties, say hello to each other, be nice, and then give us a like and a subscribe. Um Tonight, I've got um, I've got a special guest with me, Stay from Redman TV. I'm so happy to have you on board tonight, man. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. First time it's been been too long. We should have done this a long time ago. It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. We've we've spoken, known each other for years, but never managed to sort of um, do any sort of uh, collaboration together. But I thought. You know, I thought, because when I first started chatting to you, I think you had a bit of hair and I had a bit of hair. And so we would have looked different. But I thought, let us both lose our hair. Both look similar. And then now we come on and then we look like brothers and everyone thinks, ah, oh. do you know what I mean? So welcome, man. I know you're a busy man, so I really appreciate your time. No, mate. All good, all good. Like I say,
0: I had hair, but then I started working full-time in football and following Liverpool. And I had two kids and then it all fell out. So... There's a. I'm not sure which of those, or is it a combination of all of them? But
1: combination, yeah. To to be on the safe side, let's say combination. Let's not target one one area. Um, also joining me from sunny California, Mister Avi Blue Chip himself. How are you doing, pal? Listen, yeah. is it? I know we say sunny California, but is it always sunny in California, or is it just a phrase that we use?
3: No, eleven months of the year, it's uh, it's really good. Really. Yeah, we only get like January maybe where it rains maybe for two weeks, but it goes back to normal again.
1: So so that's why it's called Sunny California, right? There's like there's wisdom behind the the phrase. Call it whatever you want.
3: Gav's got a few names for it, but yeah, you can call it Sunny California. Yeah.
1: And Gav from uh, glamorous Dublin. Mm-hmm. How are we doing, pal?
2: Raining. Rain's eleven months of the year here. Um sunny and in- Probably for two weeks in July, and then we just go back to normal.
1: Which for you is like a major problem because you like your golf, and everyone likes to play golf in or any weather, right? You're you're any weather, you don't give a shit, mm, right?
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter. To yeah, me.
1: You're, you're mad in it. Yeah,
2: it doesn't matter to me. I just put on the rain gear and out I go.
1: Good, good, um, good rounds this week. You went you went last week, didn't you? Over the weekend, yeah, you were still- last
2: Sunday, last Sunday, good round last Sunday. Yeah, you, filmed, you how much 81. That is
1: fucking decent.
2: Yeah, it was good rounds, yeah. That PGA, is decent. I, yeah. You what? that's PGA standards, yeah? No, no. It was 10 over par. It was all it was good that's, for me.
1: That's that's not I love this comment straight away because like you know, people say I bully him, but you know, come on, Matt. Friend of friend of the what a panel this is just a shame have <laughs> he brings the standard down. That's 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 uncalled for Matt. Come on, mate. You're better than that. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah he's young. Um lads. It's that time of uh, year and what happens in this time of year, like each week passes and sort of tensions rise, don't they, on Twitter? Because like (laughs) every week there's not a signing. Like people expect a signing a week, don't they, at this stage? And they have have no regard for sort of tournaments going on all around the World Cup, America, um, the European Championships. Um, But um, I just wanted to touch upon a couple of things that have come out this week. And the first one was this morning. Was it this morning? Let me get my bearings right. Yeah. Quiven Quiven Kelleher. Have I said it right, Gav?
2: Kweven Kelleher. Oh, fuck's sake.
1: Kweven. Kweven Kelleher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a brilliant young goalkeeper of Liverpool has signed a new deal. State, your thoughts about him getting a new deal and also... Um, being, us being told that he's going to be on number two. Uh, a big sigh of relief for you? Or was you one of the the few that was okay if Adrian was on number two?
0: I was absolutely not okay if Adrian was number two. I'm not even sure I'm, not even sure. I'm, not even sure I'm okay if he's number three, to be honest. Um, yeah, the, the thing, first of all, I can't say his name either, so I'll just keep a, a, go with Kelha. Um, Kelly. I think... If you're going to have a your, your number two goalkeeper. I think he's he's a, a very very good option. I think he's a very good goalkeeper, and there's there's room for him to develop. At some point, Liverpool will have to loan him out, um, but that might be next you know, the season after next when they can they can bring in another backup. Um, and at some point down the line, my guess is kind have is sold for a, a decent amount of money, and we move from there. But I was delighted because we yeah it's it, I'll add sorry Allison. Misses too many games as it is, um, so we need a decent backup. And to be fair to Kelleher, I wasn't sure about him very, when he first started, but when he when he deputized at times when he overtake Adrian and became the deputy and, and was in goal, I thought he did very, very well. He's filled out, you know, he's, he's, he's a bit more stocky than he first was. You can tell he's been doing the gym work and stuff. I thought, I thought he was very, very good. so because our goalkeeper, you know, he's got a habit of missing games. We need a very reliable number two. Adrian is anything but a reliable number two. So and Keller is. So I think the new contract brilliant. It, it protects his value. It keeps him happy. You know, it's not it's not easy sitting on the bench, but if your wages have got an extra couple of zeros on the end of your pay packet, that helps. And then and, also, and like I like say it means that as even when Alisson does miss games, we've got someone who's good because. I mean, we've lived the Adrian experience and it's it's a horrendous experience to live through.
1: Yeah. Gav, I know I know um you probably share similar thoughts about Adrian sort of as a goalkeeper, but but this is definitely encouraging and it's good news, isn't it? Kelleher gets a vote of confidence, I guess, um, because like the likes of James Pierce and I think Neil Jones and David Lynch all have all kind of confirmed that he's gonna he's gonna be number two. So that obviously means They've been briefed by the club uh, in some way. Um, a big salary relief for you as well. Are you okay with that? Because I know we had a chat about. Well, if it's Adrian number two, and queven goes on 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 loan, then we're up we're up the creek, aren't we? with that.
2: Yeah. Look, he comes in Adrian in, in the start of nineteen twenty, and because of an injury to Allison, like Steve says, you know, it's it's one of those where he gets an injury. you think he plays about 10 games there is ropey moments in there you remember is it Ings away at Southampton and stuff like that And but it, in amongst that there was good performance as well so you were kind of going oh I'm alright but then when you look at last season he was just targeted all the time it was literally let him get the ball let him take a touch and then absolutely press the life out of him and you're seeing it away at Villa I think it's the opening goal at Villa where he just panics and plays it out past Joe Gomez and we get we get killed and in fairness, in that game, there was deflections going all over the place, but just the mm. confidence in the side, um, just drains out of them when, when Adriana's in goal. <clears throat> with regards to Queevey and Kelleher, this has always been the plan, in my opinion, because if you remember back to 18, 19, he's kept in the squad and he's, he's literally training every day with Allison. Every single day he's training. And I, th- I think you're at MK Dons when they play, we played there in the League Cup and you were impressed by him. And, you know, Last season, it could have been a case of, look, he's had a season, he's learned, let him go out on loan and see, but they seem to have kept him here to, I suppose, make him a bit like Allison You know, when you look at his traits, you know, he's good handling, he likes to distribute quickly, he's really good with his feet, he's really good with his feet, you know, and he has that confidence where he's, he's no problem hitting diagonals 20, 30, 40 yards to fullbacks, and when I look at it now... I'm delighted he's got a long-term deal. I'm more than comfortable with him being number two because, as Steve said, he has filled out. He reminds me a bit of De Gea, when De Gea came to England. And I remember De Gea came to England and literally, I'd say he was about seven stone wet through. It's a good and, and shout. And he was targeted. And I remember I remember United playing away at Spurs, White Hart Lane. I think they might have been 2-0 up. They, they draw the game, I think, in the end. And De Gea gets bullied for a goal. And Ferdinand, and I think it's Ferdinand and Vidic, are... Are there and they're kind of you know giving out and I'm kind of looking at going well you have to protect this guy he's he's a whip at this fella but but with Kelleher I think it's been the plan because if you'd have went out on loan you always have a doubt over a player regardless of how good they are Harvey Elliott is probably the exception at the moment but right now he has a long term deal he is going to be number two and I think they've molded him over the last two seasons perfectly to be perfectly honest I think they've molded him to be as close to Allison as he possibly can in the traits that he has you know he's not he doesn't come out and punch a lot. He doesn't, you know, he's not, he doesn't like delay on the ball. He, he doesn't lack confidence in, in getting it out quickly. So when you look at all the things he does, he doesn't do them as well as Alisson. Allison's one of the best yeah. goalkeepers in the world. But when you look at what he's trying to do and the way he's trying to develop, I think it's, it's been a plan for, for two years. And, and it just depended on Cuevin and Kelleher living up to that plan. And, and he has, he, he really has. Like, anytime he's played, I've never had an issue with him.
1: Dan Bailey makes, or or Dan Bailey says exactly uh, reiterates my thoughts about him and Avi he says about Dan Bailey says for a young keeper he's a calmness about him that you don't usually see players seem to be relaxed knowing he is behind them totally fucking opposite of the other fella right yeah
3: definitely he came in last season he had a fair few games and he did really well I think there was only I think I've mentioned it before he made one little sort of slight mistake against Mitchell and away but he's come in done a great job and I think I can see him staying for the foreseeable. I think it depends on the progress that Peter Luger makes. Because if it yeah. did not do for years, I was be...
1: going to ask him about him because he's been brought in and very highly thought of. I don't know if you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he brought on the on the advice of Alisson or something, or Alisson's yeah. agent or something, There's some kind of link there, yeah, something like that? So he's very highly thought of. Yeah.
3: So it will depend on like him once he gets to 2021 whether he can come up as number, tw- number, tw- um, as number two to Adrian, but it's. It's a bit weird because Keller has, I think, Republic of Ireland manager did say to him that he should leave Liverpool for first team football because he's good enough to be a number one elsewhere. So um, he's gone against the grain and signed a contract. Yeah, with that us. manager,
2: that manager is the same guy that's picking fellas out of League Two. So don't be worrying about him. Who is
0: that though? Who is that?
2: Stephen that's Kenny, that. the Irish manager. Don't don't mind what he says.
0: Oh yeah. I also, th- yeah. I also think is I think what what's important is that. I think when you, if he does eventually go out on loan, it's similar to how Chelsea managed Thibaut Courtois, for example. They um, knew they had, you know, they had Petr to check. Um, and eventually, they let Courtois go out on loan, but it was down the line. I think Liverpool will go out on loan when they think he is... They've taught him pretty much all he can, and, they, and then they just need him to go and play. At the minute, first of all, there's plenty more development to do. Develop he's not nowhere near the finished product. And secondly, I still think he's going to get bigger and stronger and more physical. And Liverpool probably want that. At, you know, we've, we've got the best, some sort of the best fitness and medical staff in the world at Liverpool. Now, you know, no, no stone is left unturned in terms of that. I think it might be that they give Kelleher another year with with everything that he needs at Liverpool, get him to a point where they think you know, you can't really teach him that much more, he just needs to go and get that experience of playing experience.
1: Yeah, and, that, because, and, he, because, and that's going out. because goalkeeping is, is, is one of those positions where you Know experience is key, it's like you literally have to keep playing games, and obviously, it's key in a lot of areas, but especially goalkeeping and especially for a young keeper. Um, and I get, I get, I get what you're saying exactly because you know there is a lot of people have said in the thing in the chat that he needs to fill out, and that's natural, he's going to fill out. He's going to, how old is he? He's 21 22, I think, 22. 21, 22. So, you know, he's still growing, you can tell he's already. Um, um, a big lad just needs that filling out you know that aura that sort of that that Alisson kind of has even though Alisson's not the biggest goalkeeper ever but he kind of fills out the goal he intimidates you he's got this intimidating side to him I think Kelleher can work on that for sure Um, but as Gav mentioned with the ball at his feet that's the first thing that stuck, uh, stood out when i watched him live uh I can't remember who uh, m k Donzi, as you said yeah he was so calm with the ball and then later i found out that he was actually an outfield player until um uh, very later on later on in his in his career so look that was massive news for me in personally and i think we all agree in terms of it's, him it's being it's, ma- the it's two. massive
2: it's massive because this, it's stylistically he suits Far so um, more than Adrian. You know, yeah, so because, more. because like, if you have Kelleher in goal and Alison is missing, you've Kelleher in goal and stylistically he's very similar to him. Yeah, you may make some adjustments because he's a young goalkeeper that hasn't got much experience and you've tried to protect him to a certain extent. Yeah. and But you can get by with that. But what happens with Adrian is, is that he's nowhere, in no, in no way stylistically like Alison. And then to, to, to double down on it, he tries to be stylistically like Allison and it kills you. And defenders don't know whether to pass back to him. Leave balls, attack balls, have a high line, drop off. you don't they don't know what to do. And it throws everything I was seeing. So overall, it's, I think it's a good move. I don't know whether Keller will go on loan in a year's time. He may do. Like like Steve says, he develops and you go, Listen, the last push for him is a year in the Premier League with somebody else. And you know, great. Um and then he comes back and he looks to push Allison or whatever it might be. Um but overall I think I think it's something that's being planned and, and I'm, I'm delighted with it. I'm, I don't think he can have any any gripe about him being second choice But just very
1: season. quickly, just very quickly, and I want very quick answers, right? I know you guys all love chatting, but I'm I'm gonna press you for time. Just one like one couple of sentences. Tell me why Adrian was given a new deal and extension. Go and stay your your theory or your thinking.
0: Uh, I think you need three goalies. Again, the same reason I mentioned before, Alisson misses too many games so you need someone to be on that bench if he's missing. And by all accounts, they love Adrian as a fella. I think think from everything you hear at the club, they love him. He's a really good guy. He's actually getting paid a very good wage as well. It's better to bear that in mind than paying him handsomely. Um, But I think it's a combination of Alisson's injury history and the fact that he's he's just a nice guy who's who's quite happy to be third choice. Allah. you know Scott Carson at City, or you know the, just these goalies. We're happy to be about Rob Green at Chelsea was the famous example. Mm-hmm. I think it's that that mold of player really
1: mascot basically.
0: Yeah, basically nice, yeah. nice fella, nice
1: fella mascot. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I know Avi's and Gav's opinions on that, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna delve into it. But um, so obviously everyone's looking for movement, especially us being a Liverpool channel uh, in terms of Liverpool movement. Um, and sort of, I think well hit me kind of not surprised, but a couple of names that came up that s- are said to be for sale or if we get a good offer, they may be on the move. Um, and one of them, so we kind of we kind of accepted, expected um, Phillips to be sort of if we get a decent or if we get a good offer, we'd probably consider it. Nico Williams was a bit of a surprise for me, Avi. Was Nico Williams a bit of a surprise for you?
3: No, because there was rumours that Southampton was sniffing around January time for him for a loan, but we wanted um, £8 So I think if we can get anywhere around... I don't think he fits. It's very difficult for us to look for a right-back because we're going to always... It's it's that sort of catch-22. We're always going to judge a right-back to Trent. And there's no one in the world that can do what Trent does. Um, from that position. So you look at sort of someone who's sort of attacking. I don't think Nico, for me, he's found one in, in this sort of league, especially at the top level. I think maybe a mid-level sort of move to a Southampton, even like a Norwich if they get rid of Max Aaron's, Somewhere along there, because well, I not know, they've come up Watford maybe. Um, I think that's sort of more his level, unfortunately. Um, nothing against the kid. Always gives his 100% when he comes on. And he's gone with Wales to the Euros, so credit to the lad. But yeah, for me, I think if we can get anywhere between... 7 million to 10 million, then oh, I'll bite their hands
1: off and just take it. Gav, um, if we do manage to get anything like that, sort of let's just say between the 7 and 10 million mark, do you expect us to reinvest that in that area of the field? Or do you think we will try to manage or create? from within like you know Klopp often talks about sort of solving problems not necessarily by going out and spending the money again on a another reserve fullback another fullback that's going to be expected to play probably 8 to 10 games maximum a season but at the same time be of a of a very decent standard not obviously trend standard how do you think the club goes about dealing with this i'm assuming and and it looks like the noise coming out it does look like Nico Williams will be will be let go if a decent offer comes in.
2: Yeah, that is, seems to be the word. That mm-hmm. you know, if if decent money comes in, he'll live. And and it's a part of that is down to Nico Williams wanting to play first team football. You know, we, he's a young guy. He's broken into the Liverpool squads the season before last. Uh, he's, he's kept around the squad last season. He's 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 at the Euros. And um, and obviously we, we're getting that break with Wales. He's probably is looking going. Listen, I want to stay here. You know, I want to stay in this squad I want to become a regular in this squad and and maybe he's looking and saying, you know, Trent is ahead of me and I'm never getting in ahead of him and Nico Williams is probably limited to right back or a push left back, which for me is not not a position for him. And he's probably looking at it going, I probably need to go somewhere else to just play regular football, to have a chance of regular football. Mm. He could go, he could go to Southampton and be back up to, um, what's the guy, um, is it Kyle Walker Pierce? Is there? Yeah. Um, he could be back up to him, but he'd have way more of a chance of getting into the side, um, around him than being a right back for Liverpool when Trent Alexander Arnold is around because he's a generational full back for me. So that might be in Nico Williams thinking with regards to the investment. I would hope they would go and do something at right back. Um, because I don't want to see Joe Gomez playing right back for Liverpool. I've said this going back, I don't know how long. He's not a right back. You know, if he's, and I I don't, um, we, you've seen the problems we had at centre half and then we're coming into a season with two centre halves coming back from nine months, nine months out. You have a Canate coming in. You don't know how he's going to react to the league, although he looks really, really good. You don't know what's happening with Mattip Phillips. That we'll come to that later. So I don't want Joe Gomez as the backup. I don't want James Milner as the backup at right back. And I definitely don't want Trent or Oxlade Chamberlain there, like, because it, it's blowing my mind, that this even coming into people's, um, even into their thinking? It's mad. So I would hope they would invest. And and what I mean by that is I'm not asking them to, go, if they get 10 million from Nico Williams, I'm not asking them to go out and pay 10 million. I'm asking them to go out and say there could be a player, you know, looking for one contract, you know, for, for a year or two to be, and come in. Five, six million quid, you bring him in, he's rock, he's steady, he's, you know, he's just a better version of Nico Williams. Mm. And it might cost you a bit more on wages, but he's solid and he knows where he's coming into. You know, the sort of way. I don't want to see us making utility players out of players that have set positions. I just don't. And I, listen, there might be plenty of people out there that do, but just my opinion after seeing what's, how we've tried to absolutely crowbar our players into, into positions last season because of what happened with round injuries and it did not work. And it just did not work, and I just don't want to see again. How many games will Trent miss? Not many, usually. But I'm, I'm quite comfortable with a more experienced fullback coming in. And yeah, we lose something in, in attack. You will, regardless of who you bring in. But someone some that's like just a, solid.
1: someone like a right-sided Ryan Bertrand, would you say? Do you know what I mean?
2: Precisely, precisely. Mm. Someone that comes in and knows they're a bit of a squad player, and they get in here and there, League Cup, FA Cup. They might get the odd league game because Trent is injured. That might be very, very hard to find. But overall, I'd like to see them invest some, not maybe not all of it, but some of that money in bringing in a right-back cover. That knows the right-back cover. I don't want to see Gomez. I don't want to see Oxlade-Chamberlain. I don't want to see Milner. And, you know, if that happens, you're just you're just waiting to be shot at. That's just my opinion on it.
1: Stay, um, Avi's smiling away and giggling away because basically I had, to, I had to I'm step in last I'm week between these two about this debate about Ox. Uh, possibly being utilised at times next season because Gav went mad, like Gav, and I think Gav was on Can Four, mm. uh, you know, by then as well. So it was it was extra mad. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm going to ask your opinion, and I'm hoping that it's a bit controversial and it's a bit opposing to Gav because this will be fun. But look, how do you find an understudy to Trent if it's not Nico Williams? If you know what I mean, like Nico Williams. Look, he's a Welsh international. He's young. He's still learning. Yet yeah, it seems we're very happy to let him go. Now, do you think? And what? What would you do, Steve? First, right? Would you try to promote within? Try to have a mix and match of Milner, Ox, Gomez, or do you really try to find a specialist right back and put him there? What do you do? It's hard because you know Costa Shimakas is exactly
0: this, isn't it? And. You know, he didn't kick a ball last season, doesn't play. It's 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 all you know he we went and spent twelve million pounds for it, what what Gav just mentioned there, a backup guy who comes in as a backup, they kicked the ball, didn't do anything. I personally think you would you would be hard pressed to get anyone that Gav mentions who isn't who's better than James Milner at doing that job. He would be my choice. If we're not gonna sign someone, I think Milner right back in, at that would be fine with that. I have no issue with that in certain games. I actually think he can he can actually be a bit more better defensively than Trent at times if you need him to be. He's not gonna be he's not gonna get up and down the pitch as much obviously, but I'm quite I'm quite happy and he'll be targeted by Glasgow Pace. I know I've seen Wilfred Zaha have him on toast a couple of times, but that that is what it is with backup players. It, it's it's almost impossible unless you're Manchester City to have two in every position. Um one guy got who's been mentioned recently in the press and I know for a fact that people love is young Connor Bradley from Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland and Northern Irish international already. He's only just about to turn 18, which, you know, Necco's only just turned 20, by the way. There's not that big, and, you know, it's only two years Mm -hmm. know They love him. Like, he is really, really high thought of. Northern Ireland were keen to get him a cap as soon as they could, because, you know, in case they want, they're worried about residency and stuff, but he's only just moved over here. I think he came over here in 2019 from a semi-pro Northern Irish team. And he's he's blowing them away how good he is. Um I've got mates to cover the academy like you guys have. he hasn't played that much obviously because of the, the huge disruptions, but Liverpool love him. Um and it might just be that they're thinking if we have to have a year of Milner until we have Connor Bradley. And bear in mind he was an, he's a little bit like Trent, who's a midfielder, who almost converted to play in that position. Interesting. It might I, I wouldn't mm. I wouldn't be shocked if, if that's the plan. Like they yeah, can identified Trent about five minutes after he got through the door. Like He went in and went to the you've seen who's your, best, who's your best player? They said Trent and he said, to us a favour, train him to be a left-back. He obviously didn't fancy in the final climb. Um, and it, we are where we are with that. I would be perfectly reasonable if they, excuse me, sign kind a of midfielder first, because if Milner's going to be a backup up right back he can't also be a back midfielder. We. That is one we mentioned before. Rafa Benitez saying, you know, blanket can only cover so much. You pull it off one, yeah. and you take away from the other. Um, so if Liverpool go going by in the field, which I expect them to do, then I think he becomes your backup right back. I, I completely agree with Gav. The last thing I want is to see Joe Gomez over there. Um, he doesn't need that. He's running up and down that wing all day. We don't need that at all. He, 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 I think he, got, he broke his leg like a He played right back, if, if, if I'm correct. The first the Maygens he got a yeah. few years ago. Um I don't want him playing right back, he's a centre half and he's he's a really good one, so we don't need that. Um but I, I, I'm quite happy with Milner and then if they develop on Connor Bradley. Again, he's a kid, he's seventeen, he's about 10, 18. It might just be that he does what Trent does and plays the odd game here and there. But I, I think we saw with Shimmercast the fact that I don't think it's you can buy him back up players who aren't gonna play. It's, it doesn't it's, it's always work a little it's it a was a waste of money. What did yeah. Shimmercast off of Liverpool season, He did nothing. So and, and he's he's just a nice lad by all accounts and stuff. But he never never kicked the ball, and that's what's going to happen if you buy back up at Trent because you can't you can't you can't replace the best right back in the world, with sort of car So I think that's the plan. I think that is Liverpool's plan as well. And I think Liverpool are quite happy to let will go. I think that I think that tells you something as well. It, it, they haven't yeah. said no. They haven't put the blocks on that. He, he's they're quite happy to let him find another club. I think that speaks volumes as well. If he was if he was as good as people maybe want him to be. You'd have been shot down straight away.
1: Yeah, Stay makes a very good point. And I, I think that's that goes for the same for for Nat Phillips, don't you think, Gav? Um, the fact that sort of we've we've sort of let it come through our journalists, our local journalists, that we're happy to accept a fee. There is a fee out there that we will say yes to for Nat Phillips. And I think that says a lot, as Stay says, for for the likes of Nico and for himself. Um this was kind of, this was not as um, a shock, I guess. I guess a lot of people may have thought that, yeah, Nat Phillips. Look, I-, I said it, I done a, I done a brilliant tweet that got like a few thousand likes and it said something along the lines of um, <laughs> Nat Phillips. Uh, I'll never forget him. Look, we would never forget Nat Phillips. None of us. He's an absolute folklore hero. He will forever be for that mad season that was the COVID and the injuries and he stepped in and he absolutely secured our spot uh, for Champions League. But, but I think, I think have most, not all, most Liverpool fans, Gav thought that he wasn't of the required standard. If we're going to compete for Champions League and league title, is that a fair assumption?
2: Um, it depends what way you're making that assumption. And, and I keep going back to this, but it it all depends on, on Joel Matip and what he do with him. It it genuinely does with regards to Nat Phillips because uh, look, Nat Phillips is not the best centre half the world. He's not the best centre half at Liverpool. He's probably not in the top three, four centre halves at Liverpool. but He's very dependable, and I've I've made it clear, I've I've said it quite clearly that I would I would go in next season with five centre backs. I genuinely would. I would go in with five centre backs because. We went in with, we went in with what? Three three and, a half. Half, three and <laughs> Fabinho last season. <clears throat> and you've seen what happened. Now people will tell you like, oh, stop being so dramatic. It won't happen again. I'm not saying it'll happen again, but you've two, two of your major centre halves who have been literally haven't played football for nine months and they're coming back in. You've got Matip who is not dependable. Great centre half when he's on the pitch, but not dependable. You've got Ibrahim McKenati that's coming in, as I said before, into a new league. Um, no matter how good he is, it's still a new league. You know, we've seen good centre halves come into this league and struggle and then progress. We've seen it, you know the sort of way. And I would I would just I would just keep Phillips. I genuinely would. Okay. Uh, for the sake of ten million yeah, for the sake of ten million quid, I would I would be happy with that insurance policy there because we don't know what's going to happen with Van Dijk. We don't know what's going to happen with Gomez. We nearly know what's going to happen with Matip, and it's not good. Do you know what I'm saying? And and Canate, you give him a chance. I, if you're going to keep Matip, you lose Phillips, or you keep Phillips. If you if you move on Matip, and you bring in another centre-half, then I think Phillips becomes a question over him. I think you're right. I think the club will accept 10, 12 million, whatever it might be. They may do that because... Look, he was playing for Stuttgart's second team a year, a year ago, you know, the sort of way. So it is a massive rise. He's a cult hero. Those fellas getting tattoos of Philips' head in the brick and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> um, but I just, I just, my worry, I, it's it's brilliant to see the lads Gomez and Van Dijk coming back. But I still, in the back of my mind, think we need some sort of insurance. And I think Phillips might be that. If Matip stays at the club, and and that's just the way I am on it, but I think you're right. I think they will accept the bid. But again, like you said with Nico Williams, if they ex if they if they ex- accept ten to twelve million, just go and sign Kabak, or go and find another centre half or twelve million. Don't mess around and say and try to be cute and say Van Dijk, Gomez, Kanate, um, Matip, because I I think I think you're asking again. I think you're asking for trouble.
1: There's no stay, I I I agree with Gavin in terms of there's no way we take a risk, right? This season. There's absolutely actually before we go on to that, let me just clear this from the screen. Appreciate the super chat. Thank you very much. Um A underscore C underscore 5814. Just just want to say thank you to Gavin, all the day trippers for the P6 PS5. I was going to say P sixty five that shows my age. <laughs> Smash Nintendo li- sixty four. Smash, the- <laughs> <laughs> Smash the like, everyone, and let's get the channel to eleven k subs. It's oh, literally so-
2: just reading words. You didn't have to yeah. investigate that. You just had to read yeah. them words. Yeah, I know that's a problem. Yeah. But yeah.
1: anyway, but yeah. So that's the that's the uh, the the human that won the 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 the, play the human. Well, we don't know if it's a female or male, do we? From that text, it's do
2: we? Um, it's a male. Is it male? Yes, so
1: that's, so that's the gentleman that won the uh, mm-hmm. the PlayStation, which everyone knows we gave away at 10k. We've got an amazing giveaway at the next uh, at the next uh, landmark. But but stay. But going back to the Nat Phillips debate, if we do sell him again, which looks like we have put it out there, so that means we're inviting offers, and that's usually a sign of yeah, give us the money and he's gone. <laughs> I want to ask you about Ben Davis and your opinions on him what it means, why is he there, why did we buy him, and is he in the back of Klopp and coach's mind as the fifth choice? Yeah. As a, and, and we know the four that we're sticking with, right? The Matic, Gomez, Konate, and Virgil. Or would you not be comfortable with that and say, look, we get 10, 12 million for Phillips, but we can't get another centre-half, which again is so fucking difficult to do. How the fuck are you going to go and find a fifth-choice centre-back that's happy yeah. to be... The you know, so what do we do in this situation? Uh, yeah, I think I think that's the thing. I think Davies is
0: probably the fifth option. I, I'm with that. My, my, I'd actually like go down the middle. Now, Phyllis wants to go. I think we need to make that clear as well, by the way. I think that's something that's worth saying. He wants to leave, so you've got to throw that into the mix. He's asked, kind of, you know, he basically and he not deserves, gonna play it.
1: And he deserves yeah, yeah. it. He deserves yeah, it by, by, by all look, but b- 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 with everything he's done. And especially him playing so many, not having played enough in his career already, you know he deserves to sort of be an absolute uh, star, a nailed-on star at a very decent club. So we absolutely uh, agree that he deserves it. So yeah, that's that's a good point you make. Um, listen, two Premier League
0: teams, one to the I think Burnley and Brighton are the two really interested. Brighton are looking for a Ben A Ben White replacement. He's probably going to leave, and Burnley are looking for probably James Tarkowski's replacement. So. They, they want him, so he wants to go. I think it might be a good thing in that it might say that the injured lads may be coming back or maybe fit, or maybe be fitter than we hope. I don't think Liverpool would take the risk if they weren't. Um, personally, I wouldn't sell him. I'd make him wait till January and say, listen, I want to see how these guys come back and can they can they last? Because come back from an ACL is fine, but you come back from an ACL and your hamstring goes, or you come back from, you know, Matip's always injured and things like that. I'd split it split. almost and say, listen, we'll sell you in January. The flip side is if you want that Phillips and, and Burnley and Brighton go and sign another centre-half because they need to. And then the, you know, the ship sails. So from a economic, pure economics point of view, Liverpool aren't going to let them go for nothing next summer. You, you, you can walk out of the door for free next summer straight away. Liverpool aren't going to allow that to happen. Nah. It makes a lot of
1: sense in that case, yeah.
0: Ten minutes on the table for I was your fifth in any position. You're probably going to take it um, on. On Davies, Davies, we just do not know because we've never seen it. Never seen that kick a ball. Um, he, you know, he was the so Liverpool played a, a, an eleven v eleven game, and Ben Davies was sub. So that you know, he just he, he didn't even get a game in that. So obviously, whatever you know, that's back where that's what he was at the time. It might just be that they want to bring him along, and they see him as fifth choice. Don't forget, you know, Rhys Williams is their... Billy Cometio's there as well. Who who knows what they think of those? But Nat Phillips, I think it's been widely reported, hasn't it? He said, if I'm not going to play, can I go? I've I've been on loan, you've sent me to Stuttgart, you brought me back, I was nearly joining Swansea, I was nearly going to Bolton again, things like this. For him, there's a chance, a a once-in-a-lifetime chance, probably for him to go and move to a Premier League team. Like, Liverpool aren't going to stop him doing that. And from, from his benefit, it probably makes sense. Like, say, if you're from purely selfish Liverpool point of view, I would ask him to wait till January, but I could see why he wouldn't be happy with that. And to be fair to Jurgen Klopp, he's been happy. To, he didn't want Danny Ings to go, but Danny Ings got the chance to go and be Southampton's main man, so he'd let him go because it's the right thing to do. And he's done that a couple of times with players, and I think that's what the situation is with with Nath Phillips. I think he's said, "Here's yours. Who am I to say to you? you? I'm denying you a move to a Premier League team to, because I need you to be there in case." Joel, Joe, Virgil, and uh, Annie Ibrahimovic—they like, all get injured. I think that's very—I think that's harsh to do. So, I am with you. I expect that. I, I don't think it'll be that long. I think, I think the dominoes are starting to fall in terms of the centre back market. I think Ben White looks like he's the first one to go, and then James Tarkovsky is going to move, and then Conor Cody might move, and it's all going to fall down. And it's going to—it's going to when they when the all the dominoes fall, Matthew, it's going to be a starting centre half for somebody, and fair play yeah. to me he deserves
1: it that that makes sense doesn't it avi would um glad you're back with us like obviously california uh-huh. Wi-Fi is not as good as uh, Same, UK u k fi It's okay but um i'm just, we were just talking about that phillips and 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 stay touched upon um basically the domino effect of and that's what usually transfers windows kick off don't they one sort of deal happens and then it kind of leads to other deals et cetera et cetera and it it seems like um Arsenal have made the plunge for Ben White. Um, I didn't expect Arsenal to be the club to, to take the plunge. I mean, Ben White was linked with us. We, I know, we liked him. F- I know for a fact we liked him a lot. Um, but we weren't willing to pay that kind of money for him. United were linked with him. What, how much is it? 50. Well, 50, well, 50 million. Gav 47. Oh, it was,
2: so, it was 30, it was 35 a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, well, you, well, know, he's, you know, I'm not, I'm not one bit surprised Arsenal doing this because. That's fucking insane.
1: Well, there's a video of him chasing Gemma Collins now, Gav, so his price has gone up. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. going around and re-
2: Having a clue, just oh, heartmill.
1: Oh, well, you need to get on Twitter more, I keep telling you. Mm, um, really. Absolute gems on Twitter. But, look, Avi, um, 50 million. I mean, I can't believe it, but it is what it is. Arsenal needed a centre back. Look, I rate Ben White very highly. I think he's a fantastic footballer, um, and I do rate him. $50 fifty million's crazy, right? And then when you compare it to um, the player we've bought, Ibrahim Konate for 34, 35 million, Fans have this perception, and I was trying to stay off or, or, or before we came on, and I'm trying to you guys that we've got this perception of sort of the 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 most expensive is the best, the shine, you know, the 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 the, the, the like this marquee, this this sort of fascination with a marquee signing now. To me, and to I think most of the footballing public, Ben White for 50 million, Ibrahima Kanate for 36 million, haven't we done this more smarter business?
3: Of course we are. Just on Ben White, if he's 50 million, and he, again, I think it's British media again, it's the hype um, of local sort of pundits who have sort of glamorised this player. He he had a really good season at Leeds, don't get me wrong, in the Championship, right? Last season, he had a shaky start at centre-back and then he got converted to a DM role by Graham Potter. So, where does he fit in at Arsenal? Is he playing alongside Partey or is he playing alongside Gabriel (coughs) Meganesh? Like, where's he actually fitting in? £50 for Ben White is... This is what makes me grateful that we have a structure at the club. We have like a Michael Edwards that think and they have a you know they go through the metric system and they have a, a, a array of players that they go through, right? They'll have a option one, option two, option three, and so forth. Ben White for 50 million. If he's worth 50 million, why isn't he starting for England ahead of a uh, Tyrone Mings? Would you go out there, Rich, literally pay 50 million for a Tyrone Mings, a, a, a central defender who's ahead of Ben White for England? Yeah,
2: well, the only the only defense I give to Arsenal is they're probably looking at him as a young centre back. That yeah, they'll overpay for him now, but. You know, in two or three years' time, he could be absolutely the man at centre-half for Arsenal. Or, you know, if he is that and Arsenal do what Arsenal do and they sell them on for 60, 70 million and they get three good seasons out wherever whatever it might be, the issue for Ben White is going to be that Arsenal being Arsenal are going to sign him for 50 million, make a big fanfare about it, and then drop him right in the middle of that defence with all the other lunatics around him. And it's going to affect Ben White. That's what will happen because that's what Arsenal do. They sign centre-backs, they drop them in, and all hell breaks loose. Like, they had that guy Saliba. Right? Yeah, where does that leave that
3: uh, exact uh, man Where
2: does and, that leave them? And he was so highly rated. Now, he had got personal problems. I know, I think his mother and father... Now, don't quote me in this, but I think his mother died or... Yeah. There was something, something went on there and I think he wanted to go back to France because of um, family issues and, and he's a young guy and that's absolutely fine. But that doesn't make sense for me, that deal. But having said that, Brighton are looking on 50 million quid for Ben White. I'll take it all day. He he looks a very good player. My only worry for Ben White is that it's Arsenal, the club he's going to, because they're, they're mad. They're absolutely mad. Arsenal, like they're crazy, and they will they will just drop him him in and expect him to be the man that will you know lead Arsenal's defense for the next ten years. And it's it's a big job to do that, especially at Arsenal.
3: And then, Grizz, you're mentioning like the domino effect. I think Burnley have done really well. They have brought in Nathan Collins, I think, from Stoke. Who was previously linked with Man United, funny enough, about 18 months ago. Um, so obviously that would probably pave the way for Tarwaski to, you know, maybe leave. But yeah, again, Ben White, it's it, it's uh, yeah, it's crazy money, 15 million. And that's what makes me grateful that we have got a Ibrahima Kanati and for 35 million. It's smart business. Um and I can put it, I'll say it out here now. Next season, Kanate will have a much better season than Ben White.
1: A much better season than Ben White. I think you know what, I, I've got it. A- I've got an inkling, I've got a feeling Ben White may even be used at right back because they, they're trying to sell Bellerin and you've got to remember or sometimes but they... They, 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 they even, did that
3: with Chambers though. They did that with Chambers when they bought him for 12 million from Southampton. They put him, he was supposed to be a centre-back, put him at right back and then fluctuate his the position.
1: But ben White is a far better footballer than, uh, than, than, than Chambers. Far better footballer and our, you know, possibly right-sided centre-back. Sometimes they play three at the back. But <clears throat> I know we're sort of talking about Sort of getting ten million for Nico and ten million. Where are we spending this day? Where are we spending all this money that we we seemingly putting into the coppers?
2: Oh, all this money, twenty billion quid, you just put. Of,
1: hey, listen, that's that's half a player in the Premier League you can get now. Because yeah. because stay, so you um you told me about this McGinn fella from Villa, and it's caused quite an uproar over social media. Um, what's wrong with McGinn? Like, take it away. Why? Why the Uh
0: I think the price you mentioned fifty million for Ben Whitewell. It's fifty million for John McGinn. And the, the the thing is, prices now. It's it. I don't know what players are worth. What you got to remember is, football clubs at the lower end of the Premier League. Well, I, I know we're in the pandemic and at that that extent, but like they don't need to sell anymore. Like you, you could just you, you used to be able to just go and poach the best player from the anyone from tenth to to twenty. You could just go and take their best player off them for like for for. Relative buttons because they were all skinned and neither the money. We're not there no more. And again, I know pandemic is changing, but the pandemic's affected everybody, so everybody's moved. You know, everyone's in the same boat. There, like Aston Villa don't need to sell John McGinn, and Brighton don't need to sell Ben White. So Ben White might not be a fifty million pound player, but well, he's a fifty million worth fifty million pound to Brighton. And you know, Wilfred Zaha at Chelsea is the exact sorry at at Chester Palace is the exact same. He might not be a £50 million player, but he's worth that to Palace, so they'll put that on him. And what that does, it does a few things. It says to the player, we're not blocking you from leaving. We're not saying, no, you can't go. Someone's got to want you and, and, and compensate us over what you're worth. Because, you know, my house might be worth X, say my house is worth X amount. And if someone knocked on my door saying, "Offered me that amount of money, I wouldn't say yes, because the hassle of me having to move out of my house for exactly what it's worth. But if he said... I'll double I'll double what it's worth and I'll probably let him go i probably let him have it. You know what I mean? It's things like that. I think it's value is so relative. And John McGinn, I like John McGinn, I think he's a very good player. But yeah. it's the 50, you see fifty million pounds and people go, Wow. And then you look at someone like a Jaden Sancho going for 75, and then you go, Well, for twenty-five million more, we could have it. I had people messing with me about John McGinn saying, Well, for for £10 five, ten million more, you could have Jack Grealish. First of all, that's nonsense. Jack relish goes. It's probably going to be closer to a three-figure sum than, than fifty million quid. But it's it's all relative. Like Villa do not want to lose John McGinn. So if they say, if Liverpool come knocking, they say John McGinn, you can go. If Liverpool pay pay fifty million quid, Then th- that's almost then that's almost them putting a block on the transfer without actually blocking the transfer and pissing John McGinn off. I think it's kind of that thing in that. All these clubs just do not need to, they just do not need to sell players. There is no there's no rush to do it. And I think that's where we're at now. If things have completely changed from the day where Man United could just go and knock out Wigan's door, take Antonio Valencia off them for buttons, and then he becomes Man United captain and plays 200, 300 games for them. That day, days gone. If they want to go and buy Brighton's captain now, or they want to go and get Wilfred Zaha or James Ward prowse or whoever from a bottom Premier League team it's going to be a big old fee because they just do not need to clash, And that's where we're at. And that's why, to be honest, sometimes the, the deals are going to be for the top-end players or the lads who are running contracts now. So, you know, Kylian Mbappe, for example. The, the reason Kylian Mbappe's name is being bandied about is because he's got one year left. Absolutely. So that's, and, and Jaden Sancho wants to leave and his contract situation's a bit up in the air and stuff. So there's a big hole, there's a massive difference between taking a lad who wants to go from a team who's and contracts are running low and things like that, then going and signing someone who's under contract for years at a team who, who don't need the money, and that's that's where we're at. With John McGinn, and listen, yeah, I think from everything you read and you hear, John McGinn is a player in Club once. one of those signings where it's the manager who wants him. And you got, uh, I've mentioned before about you know the analytics and uh, the staff, and they and Michael Edwards and the amazing team he's got. My suspicion is John McGinnis, one of these that like Jürgen Klopp said, I like him, can we do something about it? And, and time will tell if we can.
1: That's a very interesting point he makes, Gavin. I wanted to come to you on that. I know Avi's got some opinions on that as well. And, and Stay makes a point, and I think is a very important point, in terms of um, Jürgen Klopp. This, this, this seems like a Jürgen Klopp player, one that he's sort of, targeted and been impressed with, kept an eye on, possibly since the 7-2 thrashing, and said, I like this kid. I like his, whatever attributes, you know, he has, I like them. If that's the case, if that's the case, and it's not a Michael Edwards laptop sort of uh, signing or standout signing, does FSG back Jürgen Klopp in that decision and say, if that's who you want, then we will do whatever we can and possibly possibly pay whatever we have to. Not 50, but let's say 40 million. In that case, who are we to disagree with that? Or would you still be a bit concerned that the likes of midfielders that we'll probably come on to mention are available and we're going for John McGinn?
2: Um, what age is John McGinn? 27. 27. 27. So if you're giving him a five-year deal, he's running to 32. That's one pushback you get from FSG. Um, I think I think that the Tiago one is an outlier to to a lot of what FSG do. But having said that, you know, I, I I've said it since January. I was annoyed in January over the way Liverpool carried on in the transfer market or or didn't. Um, <laughs> FSG. I'll say it again. FSG. I think. The way they walk, I think they have to step away from a little bit. And I'll keep saying this until the end of the summer. They have to step away from what they usually do, just that little bit. And the reason being is because, you know, we have got players that have played a hell of a lot of football. They are getting towards that forty years of age where people just write them off immediately when they're 30. Um, And then you have a backup that, in my opinion, let them down badly last season. When they were, when they needed to be there and to be called upon, they weren't there for us. And I think it, it exposed them. It exposed Liverpool as a side, as a squad, and, and those players individually, I think they were exposed for, for not being dependable enough and not, not performing like people would tell you they could perform. Alright? With regards to John McGinn, you know, people would, if, I think Steve's right. If you go to Villa and they go 50 million and they think that'll knock them, they won't pay 50 million and John McGinn can't get annoyed because we really value him. And if we tell him we really value him, we put that mark of value on him and McGinn can't do anything. Having said that, McGinn could turn around going, oh, I want to go. I'm going to push and, you know, I'll cause all sorts of trouble. That that can happen as well. And people would give out if if John McGinn signed for Liverpool. I, th- I think a lot of people would. John McGinn from Villa, uh, 50 million. But having said that, if it's a Klopp one and Klopp says, I want that player, I think for the next three years I'm going to be here, I think he'd be essential to us. I think he'd be a good spend. You know, the fee is a bit mad, but as Steve says, what are people worth anymore? You don't know. And FSG back him. You can't really argue because you can give it on the one hand that they're not backing the manager. And then if the manager says, I want him, regardless of who it is, and they get him. The only person you're going to give out to over fifty million quid is probably Jürgen Klopp, and I'd love to see someone have a go with Jürgen Klopp over the money for Liverpool with the money with the with the credit he has in the bank. So it's a weird one. Um, I like him as a player. I don't know if it's um, financially sound, in my opinion, to do that sort of deal for fifty million quid on a twenty-seven year old when there's probably better value out there. But it all comes down if if Klopp says I want him and he and he and he go and get him. Who was anybody to argue? You're -hmm. only going to argue with Jurgen Klopp, and I don't, I don't know how you even broach that situation.
1: You know, Avi. They obviously the names were thrown out as soon as the link appeared. um, Everyone sort of has a vision of a better player than McGinn or someone more suitable or, or for better value. And yesterday, and, and you know you know what the fan base is like, we're so reactionary. So at the same time, I think uh, Portugal are playing France and a fellow called Renato Sanchez, yep. who we've been linked with in the past, obviously. And, and you know, he's, he's been on, a, on the radar, seemingly. But sort of the fans went in overdrive and meltdown, like, how can we be going from again when we've got a man like Renato Sanchez, probably available from Lille, probably cheaper, younger, um what are your thoughts on, on 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 the comparison and would you go for Renato Sanchez is that someone that you'd be interested in Oh,
3: definitely he's he's had a bit of a renaissance under Christophe Gaultier Leo um Renato Sanchez this guy should never have gone to the Euro 2016 he went under this you know this 17 year olds in the portuguese squad all the hype and you know, he he had an OK tournament, gets a move to Bayern, you know, didn't get a chance there, played, you know, a bit of inconsistency. And then he gets flogged out. You know, we saw him at Swansea, you know, and there's clips of him at Swansea misplacing some yeah, passes. Yeah, last time, last bridge, time we else? saw
1: him, he was playing one-twos with the advertising boards. The advertising boards. Bit, down, yeah, he's, he's weapons,
3: yeah. But look, he's obviously found the right club at Lille. Um, he fits everything. I'll be shocked if he doesn't fit everything what we're looking for. Not in terms of a... He is very similar to Genie. Um, where he can hold the ball up, he can drive with the ball. He can, you know, keep the. He, he wants the ball all the time. Yesterday you saw that against um, France, constantly asking for the ball, constantly asking for the ball. For me, he yesterday was a big acid test, and he passed it. Um, he brought so much more control to that Portuguese midfield than Bruno Fernandes did. Um, hence, he was dropped. Oh, that fraud! Yeah. So, okay. if it was possible that we could get, a, you know, deal done for like a Renato Sanchez. He's what, 23, 24 in August. If we could maybe get a deal for around 30 to 35 at a stretch, I would be all for it. John McGinn, look, there's there's, there's going to be people for and against. For me, ideally, no, he wouldn't be my choice. But look, if Klopp and, you know, Linders and Kravitz have seen something in him that say, look, he's the right engine for our team. He's the next cog in that machine that we're trying to build for that next sort of phase to challenge the cities and Chelsea's. Then I'm all for it, but at 50 million, no, nah, you can't sell that to me at 50 million. No chance. I wouldn't even pay more than 25 for him. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. As bad as that. Um, someone, put, I think you put up a comment where someone said, um, um, "Bayern have sort of got a, uh, a buyback clause on Renato Sanchez." Yeah, has the rumor is that there's a buyback clause
2: right? and. Yeah, there's a rumor that there's a buyback clause of 40 million. And I heard this earlier on today and someone did say it in the chat there a second ago, but apparently Bayern have got a buyback clause on them and they could, um, activate that. And I don't know when the when, I don't know when that runs out. You know, it could be the end of this summer and then the active, that goes, but uh, there is a rumor going around that Bayern are ready to, um, activate that for 20 million. You could
1: minutes. see that. You could see that. I mean, I, I'm not sure if the kid himself would want to go back to Bayern, Maybe possibly. I don't know. He may want to. Sort of come back to the Premiership, Premiership again. But if that's the case, thirty million, then obviously there's no no point sort of discussing it uh, any further. I think if Bayern, I think
3: under Nagelsmann, he would shine in that buying system under Nagelsmann because I know he's he's now Bayern Munich. So I think it could work out for him. But again, it's one of those would a player want to go back to Bayern after the way he was sort of treated as well? Like, yeah. You know, he didn't really get much of a crack.
1: Mm. Interesting, interesting. But look, stay. I think we're very. I think we're adamant, despite what some opinion pieces have been coming out from the article. In terms of, we're not going to be looking for a central mood For I think it's 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 imperative, we're absolutely imperative. When when someone like Ginny Wijnaldum's minutes are no longer there, that you have to you have to replace those minutes. There we can't. Are we really? We're going to rely on on Cater and Ox and Jones to 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 make up those minutes. I wanted your opinions on on Cater and Ox and in terms of what you would do with them personally, in terms of again, if if offers came in, is there one that you'd keep? Would you keep both? What's what's your thinking on the two of them? Because they just like Matip is keyed as Gav says to the defensive situation. I think Cater and Ox are are absolutely vital to how the midfield is set up type thing. So what do you what, what do you think about them two characters? Uh, I am not a big fan of injured players. I have always said this like
0: guys are always all time they're yeah. just they're a waste of space. And I don't I mean and I, I don't it's not personal. I just they're a, they're a waste of time because they can't play. And if players can't play, what's the point? Um you can't I, if offers came in I'd take both and I, I if someone said to me sell those two and then you're going by three centimetre fielders then I would personally just because I want three reliable players, and I, I like them as players when they're fitting on the pitch. And I you know Naby Keita at times has been really underwhelming. It's all about that second two. I feel like that's probably a low point for him when he was just dreadful. But then post lockdown, the first time when we were about to be crowned champions, he was probably our best player. So we see every with Naby. But I would—he's injured all the time, and I, you can't lie on him. We had this with Daniel Sturridge, and we had this with Adam Mulan as well. They <coughs> so take a place in the squad. They take wages, and you can't just keep buying, buying. There's a limit on how many squad players you can have in numbers, and if one of them's taken by one of those guys, it means you're, you're effectively always one down because one of those two isn't always going to be injured. Which, which one it is, there'll be a, how often are those two both available? They're not. Um, so I again, it's not going to happen. I think Liverpool will keep both of them, but um, I wouldn't be against getting. I wouldn't be against getting rid. I think Ox is most most definitely going to stay. I'm pretty sure they've actually told teams that he's staying, like, don't bother when they've had knocks on the door. like, yeah. I, I think he probably would sell. I don't know if anyone would buy him at the minute, just because the, the price what people would pay and the injury risk is too large. Um, go back to your first question, Liverpool will sign a the centre midfield, and I'm, I've got no doubts about that. I think all this news that, oh, they're happy to go with it, they're happy, blah, blah. You know, we were happy to go with Danny Ward in goal. And then and then we went. You know, it's it's nonsense. That don't. I'm not having that. That's just a, a negotiating tool. I think. I'm in fact, I'm almost certain, and that's what that is. You no, know, we're not desperate. We're not desperate, but we kind of are desperate. We just don't want to let you know we're desperate. Yeah. Um, okay. on science, um, who it is, and then that, that depends on the market. There's it's new new house from Gladbach one who we know that the link linked with, and then John McGinn's obviously the latest one. They're, it's probably what It's probably going to be one of those two. Um. Like, Yori Telemans was linked, and he's a very good player. I just don't see him leaving Leicester, to be honest. I'm not sure Leicester would let him go. Um, but I think, I personally, my, my guess is, if I had to get that, they'll sign Jotland again. Uh, I don't know what fee that'll be for. Now they'll work it out. They'll try and do a deal for them. Um, but, I mean, the new house link, I think, we, I think I saw Neil Jones admit uh, from goal, so he right that it is a legit interest, but he's at the Euro, so he can't do anything. Um so we're we waiting to see how that one goes but Liverpool will am I'm convinced you can't let a guy who plays 50 games a season leave and then it's, not it. it's just it's impossible you can't, it's just yeah, and Klopp and Michael Edwards are not idiots as much as you know, they try and play dumb in the media they're not clowns they, we're losing the, the, we're losing the one guy who's always available we're going to have to go and get somebody else because every single one of the other ones isn't always available so yeah they'll, they'll definitely sign someone just
1: wait and see who it is well, there you go. You don't don't say we don't give you exclusives on on, 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 on the Carnage Transfer Show. We've um, we've just heard from Stay, so go and follow him on Twitter. He's just announced uh, John McGinn as a Liverpool player. So- he oh, give- <laughs> didn't announce it. Chris. You, you've done it now. Give him a chance, will you? So he's, <laughs> he's 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 gone in on McGinn. So that's one for Nair house because Avi's uh, told us that Neahouse is uh, near enough completed and done. We're just gonna waiting to announce it, and then stays going on again. But Gav, um, getting away from these two spoofers, Gav, um, yeah. we three, uh, three, we, we always hear about Jurgen Klopp sort of being, um, being very comfortable with a small squad, very small tight knit squad. He doesn't like working with big squads because his his philosophy, his coaching, is all about unity and keeping the the, the understanding and sort of the balance keeping everyone happy, motivated, uh-huh. that changes this season, doesn't it? That absolutely changes, surely. Because if it doesn't, then I know you said who's going to question Klopp. I would question Klopp for a start, me and my army, right? If me, yeah. and my army, Because if Jurgen Klopp is happy with, with, this, with the situation that, I, that, ha- that occurred last season, I get the, the madness of the centre-back scenario. Mm-hmm. But overall, January, and we know we're not going to revisit that. It was mental. It was wrong. There's no defending it. If anyone's still defending it, then you're mad. You're absolutely mad. Surely, they would have had plans from then since then that this doesn't happen. And as you said as you said earlier, we've got to do things different. Surely, if, that includes Jurgen Klopp, right?
2: Yeah, like, you know... I was looking at Liverpool's possible starting eleven. you know without transfers coming in and you know there's been a lot of money spent on that side you know and and people will say oh we got such such and such back in that doesn't matter you know if you run a business you don't run a business to get so much in and then spend double that you know just, it's, it's a business at the end of the day but I, I do think that Liverpool need to need to step out of the comfort zone just a little bit a bit like they've done with Alisson or a bit like they've done with Virgil van Dijk You have to do something I'm not saying that, that that magnitude, and um, because that's probably a hundred million pound transfer in, in today's money. I'm not saying to that. Like Steve said, you you have a player there that's guaranteeing you 50 games a season, and he's gone. And why he's gone, nobody really knows. You know, nobody knows definitively. You've seen you've seen from Genie, yeah, you've seen from Genie when Alden, you know, he'd explain the situation and stuff like that. It, it'd be my opinion that he was probably looking for three years on north of a hundred grand a week, and Liverpool weren't willing to give him that. You know, and there was just a standoff and then it's like, right, I'm out of here. and I'm I'm fine. Gino and Adam's been a great servant to Liverpool. But when you see, not only what happened, forget centre-half for a minute, when you look at midfield, you know, Henderson has had issues. Thiago has had one big issue but he's been really good. I've said this before. Fabinho has the odd issue. Oxlade, Chamberlain and Keita most definitely have issues. James Miller is 35 years of age although he's done, I think he's done eight kilometres today in about four minutes um because he's back in nearly as training, good as you go nearly stage. as good as me yeah, and nearly. I did I did message him directly and you don't and have say, a bike. keep going son um but when you look at the midfield options Curtis Jones is still young I I like Curtis Jones I think he's come on way more than I thought he would when I seen him going back two years ago but he's still young he's still learning and he can still be a bit up and down and that's to be expected. So when you look at that midfield Grizz, and I hate using the words Genie replacement because people just think who, what player in the world is exactly like Genie and, Adam and we get him. I mean a body. I mean another person that's dependable. Mightn't be the same style but it's dependable. No, no house hasn't been injured I don't think in his whole career I think I've read that somewhere he's, he's brilliant injury wise he's he's brilliant and he's he's an excellent record and maybe that's what they're looking at someone that's really reliable and he can walk them and mould them you know the sort of way so I, I agree with Steve and Avi and yourself I think the midfielder will most definitely come in who that will be I don't know my my preferred option would be Uri Thielmans. Um I think just the style of player that he is I think the, the age he's at the, the value you could get out of him, the experience he's had in different leagues and especially in the Premier League and in Europe with Leicester, I think is is really, really good. And then you look at Ox and you look at Keita and for me Ox will stay because of the quota. Right. I think overall I think the quota Because we are
1: needing at right back, Gev. No, no, nothing
2: to do with right back. I think it's it's because of the homegrown quota and you know the way the squads work. The only thing about Ox is I, I'm wondering how trusted he is because he was injured and he was back and he was fit for a long time and he didn't seem to be getting on the pitch. He didn't seem to be getting starts. He didn't seem to be getting a lot of game time. He scores up boner, of course, but I'm just worried how much he's trusted. And maybe it's just a case of nursing him back, and you'll see him, you know, involved a lot more next season. With regards to Kaita, he's all the tools, Chris. He has all the tools, but like you said, he's just it's just not consistent enough getting on the pitch. And if me personally. I'd sell him and I'd sign Hossamauer. That's what I I'd do. I'd, I and yeah, and if you get the money for if you get the money for Keita, you will get Hassam Hour for the same money, twenty five million quid, and it's done. And I hate to say it because I really, really, really want Naby Keita to be go for Liverpool, but he's just not on the pitch enough. And I think it showed up last season him and Ox in particular that they just weren't available, they weren't reliable enough, and and that's how it goes. That's what I would do in midfield and look you probably do nothing like that but that's that's why I'm here just telling you what I would do um, no, and like I would it's a centre midfield most definitely and possibly too if they decide to move one other on that's that's what I think will happen
1: now that's uh, look I really appreciate your insight on on giving on, on on telling me what you would do in midfield when i asked you you know should clock change his thinking and philosophy about big squad but listen you can ask well, well, well well, well i've answered that i've extra. answered
2: that i've answered that by saying that genie leaves and Katie leaves and you bring in two it's my, the exact same size squad
1: have yeah, you listen he has a go at me state in shows simple right maths. i don't answer his questions right today the roles are reversed he's, he's answering the wrong questions i've asked him about clock
2: no you could, does you his could, mindset you, change <laughs> no people, in the, chat, said, no. people well, in the chat know. Well, after that after that, that an, hold on after that answer I'm, uh, two have left the club and two have come in. Do you think his philosophy changes? No, it's the exact same numbers. If I'd have said to you, um, key box, keep Kate and, and tell you I'll sign three more because you never know who'll be injured, then his philosophy changes because then he's 32 players and he doesn't know what to do with most of them. So his philosophy won't change. I think it's just the, the amount of people or the amount of dependable players that he has. I think that's what he will learn.
1: I think, Avi, <clears throat> one, one area of the pitch that where I think it's unanimous. Absolutely unanimous. There's no argument that we definitely need we definitely need a player that is that is good enough to sort of rival one of the one of the guys up front for a starting spot. So we've tried the likes of Origi, Shaqiri, um Brewster as well, and they haven't been up to it. Jota, we spent decent amount on 45 million. And he's proven to be quite uh, an able deputy or even fighting for a place. It's unanimous, right, that we need to go for attacker. Now, an attacker that was mentioned this week, we try to try to cover every rumour that comes out on a weekly or a daily basis. And one that was coming out last night or last couple of days is, um, I know you're going to ask me about how this pronunciation, mm-hmm. eh, Milan, Doniel Melan. Doniel Malan. Why are you cursing? Why it's, are you not cursing? Not <coughs> it's not Milan. Uh, it? Milan. Yeah, it's not though. You say Milan.
2: Milan. it's not intentional, Milan. is it? It's not intentional. It's wow. Daniel Malin. Daniel Malin. All right. Malin,
3: He's going to be not called Milan. Malin. It doesn't matter. Malin, Malin,
1: it's mean. not Malin. It's not Milan. All okay. right. Daniel Malin. Okay. Um, So this is links come out uh, again. I thought he was fantastic against um uh, who did the Dutch play the other day in the Euros? I can't remember now. They were Where he three,
2: started to North Macedonia. Yeah.
1: Yeah, North Macedonia is it? There you go,
3: well, Grizz. You'd play well against North Macedonia, to be honest.
1: No, no, that's uh, yeah, I probably would, but look, Doniel Melat, M- Malin. Malin, Malin. attributes, strengths, Sorry. weaknesses. Talk Different to us about Doniel Malin. Yeah, there's two things. Um, I know
3: Grav mentioned Husum Awa, but that's a strange one because I'm pretty sure if he was going to be snapped up, he would have been snapped up by someone by now. Because Leon are definitely they, they literally will. To, to get him off, his, uh, off, them, off, off their books for, literally for 20 million euros and no one's budged yet. And that's a weird one for me, why it is maybe attitude issues and whatnot. Daniel Malin, um, I don't want to put the markers on him, but he does remind me of a young Ryan Babel. Ryan Babel had a great under-21s tournament for the Dutch team and we brought him off the back of that when he was in the same team as Marco Richters and uh, Royston Drenthe. And, you know, Ryan Babel, the first debut season, he was on fire as a substitution. like He, he was literally like a super sub. Um, changed a few games. The Arsenal Champions League game at home when he comes on in scores. I think he wins the penalty as well for Gerard to convert. Um, he's a good player. I'm just always a little bit sceptical when it when the Dutch players make that transition to the Premiership, especially recent times. Um, but yeah, he's got the tools. He's, he's a very intelligent footballer. Um, I think the goal that he set up the first one for Dumfries oh, was at the game before where he you Know a normal selfish player will just like shoot, yeah. It's a game before, he set,
2: it yeah, it was a he set
3: that up for Dumfries, so he's got intelligence movement. I know, um, big Kieran Thorne's a massive fan of him. Um, I think he did a study on him as well, um, for one of the uh, scouting reports. Um, but yeah, he just a little bit of shades of Ryan Babel. Um, under the right manager, if that if we are interested, on, uh, in-, interested in him, then I would, you know, I, I, you wouldn't. Think that his career would go as you know the way Ryan Babble's did. You'd think that Klopp and the team around him they would definitely um keep him grounded and really get you know make him a really mature, intelligent player and make him the finished product.
1: State Avi mentions that he's sort of uh, a Ryan Babble type, which isn't very encouraging, I guess, Um for what we need. Uh, it's been muted that we're, we're we're trying to we're trying to go in a different direction in terms of a forward. Um, something different that we haven't got. Would you be in favour of that? So so for example, we've got we've got forwards at the moment that are very multifunctional, can play anywhere across the front. And then we've got Bobby who can drop deep as well. Even Sadio can play that deeper role as well. What are your thoughts on what kind of forward we need to bring in this summer then? Would you would you go for a target man like we've been having links with Vlaovic? I know we're interested in Vlaovic actually. Um, who's a totally different type of striker to what we've got a bit of a throwback to a young Andy Carroll, you could say. Um, what's your thoughts on the type of forward that we should be looking at?
0: Yeah, there's an, I think there's an argument to me that people has just gone by what you call an out and out number nine, just someone who just stays up and scores goals. I think, the, I think the fact that Roberto Firmino struggled to score goals it, is, the, is the argument in itself for that. If you go gone by someone who... Is around the six-yard box inside the penalty area and bags everything away. There's a there's a definitely a logic to that. I don't think they'll go that way because I think they want someone who can, is multifunctional just so that they can get enough games into them and they can cover each other. Uh, the thing with Malin is that if you look, we've said before, if John McGinn might be a a Klopp clock player, I wouldn't be surprised that he's the stats guy's player. We've so been looking at the stats last season. Was it 27 goals, 10 assists? He's 22 years old. Like the stats are almost saying he's on the the Mo Salah, Sadio money trajectory. Yeah. If it's yeah. going, and if he's going to explode and become what he could be, maybe become what the stats say he's going to become, then we would quite like that to be at Liverpool. So if you can get him now for like the 35 million quid that they're talking about, again, very much in the Mo Salah range, then, then it makes sense that if you go and get him and and, he do, and then he goes on to that next level at Liverpool, then you've got yourself a £100 million player. We've done that twice already. So why not trust them to do it again? They've probably done it three times actually. Because I think Diogo Jota's probably looking like he might be on that same path as well. Um, personally, I wouldn't be averse to Liverpool going south to And I and say, and out, and out number nine, your Lewandowski, Harry Kane, Erling Haaland type player. It makes sense to do that, but they are they are three world beaters. To find one of those who Liverpool could get might not be the easiest thing. I, I, again, personally, if it was up to me. I think it's probably time to replace Bobby Firmino with someone who's more reliable in terms of goals. But I don't think Ayrton Klopp agrees, I don't think Liverpool agree with that. And I think if they go for someone, it will be someone more like, like Marlon like we've mentioned, who can do a couple of jobs. He's young, so it isn't isn't going to be phased if he's on the bench a little bit. Like, and he got to earn his place, I'll let Diogo Jota. And then we go from there. I think that's probably more, if they do it, that'll be the way they do it. But personally, if, if you go and find me a number nine, who just bangs you can get your 15 20 goals all the time? I'd be all in favor. I just don't really
1: know who that is in this market. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a key, isn't it? When you say this market, it's a strange market. What I found, um, I think we've gone way over time, but it's what happens when you have a great chat. Um, what I found, what I've seen, it seems to be the market it seems to be you've got your elite of elite strikers that seemingly. Are available like your Harry Kane's, your Mbappé's, um, Lukaku's possibly. And then there's a massive, huge drop-off, isn't there, Gav? It seems to be a, a massive drop-off into the next level like of attacker available. Then you've got your Vlaviches, your Marlins, your... Depay. Depay's, yeah, these type. And there's a massive gap in terms of not only price, but in quality, it seems, as well. So if you can't get the elite of the elite, You've got to trust the system and the process and the analytics team that, as they says, that that to find that next gem, you know, it's it's got to be based on that, right? As opposed to money and the most expensive.
2: Yeah, well, Liverpool have a a way of doing it. They have. You look at all the analytics and on the it's pretty and
1: it's pretty tried and tested it's pretty
2: successful it is it is, it is tried and tested I think it, it's it, it's an important sign for Liverpool in a couple of ways and before I go on husam Chatila says that we need a different kind of midfielder that we um, contributes goals from midfield plays multiple positions he reckons a young Pedro and I'm going to say this I'm going to Pedro Pedro Gon- Goncalves I think is the way to right, say on, it. Abby. There is different ways of doing it though. Um I I, I believe um go on have you give us it the, the Pedro Goncalves. Okay.
1: Cool.
2: That's nice. a lot of politics. Yeah, right. yeah. Um that's I like, always nice thought it was Gon but I cannot, uh, see
0: a H. I cannot see a H in that in that that's
1: That's
2: how the Portuguese pronounce it. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, I think I I think I think, I think, I think, the, I think the C has to have the little yoke underneath it for it to be conchalvez. But anyway, um it looks like the bottom of a five. That's the only way I can put it to you. Um a
0: little co-tang guy I'm
2: of. I'm I little oh, co- Yeah yeah, something along the Joint Um what well, I would say, though, I think this is an important sign of Liverpool on a, different, yeah. on a couple of levels because I, I said it the other night, we were talking to Jamie um, on last night and I said to him, look, Diva really leaves the club, but it's, it's no loss at this stage. And I don't mean to be harsh on the guy, but it's no loss. Sorry, I have a fly flying around me here. Um, and it's it's no loss. And then maybe Harvey Elliott comes in and gets a go in the squad. I think he did one of alone. But you have got the front three. You have... Um, as as we know them, you have um, Diogo Jota, which is a brilliant signing and has turned out brilliant. And I think he's going to be exceptional in the season in in the league next season, um, depending on injury. But I think he's going to be brilliant. But this signing is about bringing in really a really good player. I think it's it's somebody that if one of those front three hits a bit of a, a bump, that they're there. But it's also forward planning because. As I said earlier, you have got three players approaching 30 and they may look for one big contract somewhere else. It might be at Liverpool, but they might look somewhere else at some stage. So I think it's a it's a big, big signing on, on a number of levels. I've looked up um Main Malin as as he's telling us to call him, but it's Malin, right? Um I've looked him up. He's a got one and two, one and two man, goals wise, I think, young twenty two can play can play across the front three, maybe off the left a bit more than and off the right, <coughs> he looks like a Liverpool signing, and, and he he is one that's going to flag up. He is one that's going to flag up because of the the, the age, the goals, you know, the, how flexible he is with regards to position. I don't know if he's it though. I think we have, I think we have that in Jota. I think yeah. we have that already in Jota. Okay. I will go down the road of like, like Steve said, like Grizz said, just go and get me a number nine. Get me a fella that can head the ball in the net 20 times in a season. And I'm not talking about a fella like an Andy Carroll that doesn't move a lot and stands in the box. Some Vlahovic has been, been mentioned and I haven't seen a lot of him, but what I heard is technically good can hold the ball. Good feet. Do you know the sort of way? Good in the air. That sounds good to me. Uh, something different. I think, I think might be, might be the one. I don't know if this mailing one happens, but, but we have to wait and see. There's definitely a forward coming in as, as certain as st- stays on a midfielder. I'm, I'm absolutely certain that a forward player will, will sign for Liverpool. Absolutely. 100%. I
1: think that's a, I think, I think that's a good a good time to wrap you up where we're definitely... So look, subscribers, viewers, listeners who have tuned in, we've we've guaranteed you no. a midfielder and attacker coming in. No, yeah,
2: me, yeah, me and Steve have. i yeah. okay, friends get the
1: names for a second. But we've mm-hmm. guaranteed you a midfielder and a striker. Mm-hmm. So look, panic over because I think I think there's a lot of panic that, you know, I think there was an article... <laughs> Again, from the infamous echo which said um, Liverpool are very happy with the squad, and no more signings, which as they <laughs> says, ignore look, take you with a pinch of salt. We know there's negotiation tactics, and we're probably one of the best clubs in terms of negotiating in world football. Let them be um i think I think we're looking to sort of um explode into life, let the euros finish, let the Copa America take place." And I think we'll be okay um come the end of the summer and this frustration that's look, we're here to keep you sort of therapeutic, you know, shows, give you therapeutic shows, just relax you and calm you down. Like you've got two signings there in, in McGinn, Nair and Gav's in you, Vlaovic. So look, jobs are good un. but listen, um, it's been a brilliant show, man. I'm sorry to keep you over Times Day. I'm so sorry, mate. But you know, Hayes, great chat. <laughs> Well, i
0: before, want... before we leave, um, I think I'm going to speak on behalf of all the guys here. If Liverpool don't sign a centre, midfielder, and a forward, all four of us agree to shave
1: our heads bald.
0: I think that's no
2: chance. No chance. Uh, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, no problem. No problem.
1: right, <laughs> I'll no go. One, I'll, I'll, I'll go one further. I'll I'll shave my beard off. Like, like. He's going to try a grow beard.
2: I so won't go one forward, but I'd like to. I'd like to shave my head in Liverpool over points, if that's okay. Even better, yeah, good, even better, yeah. But, yeah look, um,
1: but look, it's been fantastic. Um, look, give us a like on your way out, give us a subscribe. Um, stay where can everyone find you, man? If they want more of your great content, more great insight, where can everyone find you? Let them know. Uh, Twitter at the stehorsthehore, and I'll be tweeting mainly nonsense about Everton, but a bit of the proof, amazing stuff. That's what we like to hear. Um Mr. Blue Chip, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, I know, yeah. um, I know your Wi-Fi let us down, but I'll sort that out, mate. Come on. Thank What's you, the point man. of living in a 1.2 million mansion when your Wi-Fi is crap?
3: <laughs> okay, and I'll sort yeah. out. I'll make sure it's it's um, up to scratch next week. And Gav, um, um, now, an, uh, now you know what it's like to be uh,
1: on the other side. Listen to my yeah, question I enjoy question it. From. When I ask you a question, listen mm-hmm. to it and then answer it accordingly, mate. All right?
2: Okay. Um, make sure you watch this back and read that out to yourself before Sunday, won't you?
1: But yeah, I will do. Yeah, Listen, everyone in the chat, thank you very much as usual. The chat's been popping. You know, I'm crap at pulling up all the comments, um, so forgive me for that. And until next, what day is it, Gav? Next Thursday again. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, we'll we'll be here. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed with some positive news. Um, and until then, everyone, thank you very much. Enjoy your evenings.
0: Sports social podcast network.